Hi, I'm Amy, general contractor. And I'm Alicia, homeowner, and we're talking home, home repair. repair. Today, we are going to have paint primer tips. How is it different than just regular painting tips? Because there's times that you need to use a primer. And sometimes and, not. And sometimes, well, you, you, or you should have... A, Anyway, we're going to be talking about primer. <laughs> so we're going to talk specifically <laughs> about primer. Um, we're going to visit some now that we're kind of halfway through the winter right now. Uh, we've got some winter tips, things that maybe you need to do again. Right. Um, that you might have done at the beginning of winter. Um, then we had, I know last episode we had a tool crate, but. I was excited that there was another one Apparently the there's another one. We happened to have just hit the quarters. Apparently. In the way that we did. Yep. So isn't that exciting? <laughs> Then, yes. And then we're going to talk about uh, Matriarchy Build, right. who is a sponsor this month, but uh, and you have experience with them. So we're going to visit how that actually worked yes. to give people an idea of how that uh, service works. So let's start with paint primer information tips. What do we need to know about paint primer? Well, the thing that got me on this was, you know, thinking about doing a drywall patch. Right, you're doing a, a two foot by two foot drywall patch, and you've worked on getting it all nice, and uh, the the joint compound is smooth, and it just looks beautiful. And then realizing that you need to actually prime that drywall, you don't want to just paint over it because it won't match what was there before. It, it, or yeah, the color will take it differently, and using a primer actually seals that paper. Oh, okay. So that so that you're gonna it's gonna it's gonna blend uh, better with the adjacent drywall that's oh. already painted. And there's a there's a primer that they use specifically for drywall, and it's called PVA polyvinyl acetate. And it, and if you're just doing the drywall, that's a really good product to use as opposed to using kills, just because it's cheaper. Sure. If you're just doing drywall and that's all you need to do is to prime it so that the, the drywall is going to be um, sealed properly, mm-hmm. then then go with the PVA. But if you're doing a primed area where you're trying to get rid of stains or smoke mm-hmm. or things like that, that that's where you're going to go with your uh, more beefier product, the kills and, and that kind of stuff. It's, it's going to be more expensive as well. So can you just mix it in with your paint or do you suggest to have it be a whole different layer? I don't think I would want to do that. I would want to use kills full strength and then the potential of only having to do one coat as opposed to you're mixing these two together. Well, no, you don't mix not, it really quite together. You just put a little bit of the color in the kills. So you're not going over white. Oh. So it's it's already your color to, you know, not the exact color because mm-hmm. it's obviously not to that strength. Yeah. But if you put a little bit of your color in the kills then you're, I think that's the idea is that you're getting the seal, but you're also not then painting on top of white. Right. I do suggest that when you're going with uh, not necessarily using kills because it is more expensive than if you just go in and say, hey, I need a good primer for walls because I want to prime before I've got oil paint and I want to go over it with latex. So I need a primer between the two. Okay, that's another uh, time that you need right. primer. And so when you're doing, we're, we're doing a project right now where they wanted a red accent wall. Mm-hmm. And I've probably talked about this already, but I did a project years and years ago. I did nine coats of paint on this one wall, not realizing that I should have gotten the primer tinted the same color as the paint was. So the Isn't that what I was just saying? That's exactly what you were saying. I oh. was just giving real life experience. <laughs> That's all. 
Just being just being relevant here. Got it, got it. Who you <laughs> but just... yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and you know, and like that it, it's the cost thing with the with the kills. If you want to spend that, you could spend a little less if you're using just the primer, you know, like a Sherwin Williams primer as opposed to the the kills that's got um well, when do you, you know, need... for stains. If you're going in and, and you've got crayon marks okay. all over your walls, right? You've cleaned them, gotten most of it, but you still have crayon marks or Sharpie marks or, you know, something like that, that you really need that coverage really, really heavy. And kills will do that better than just a a regular primer. Right. Okay. Where the regular primer is going to do the chemical piece of the ceiling. Right. Right. But then won't have the same type of coverage. Right. Before you're Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Exactly. And so do you suggest a time that you don't need to use primer? Now, the, a lot of the paints have a primer in them already. Yeah. Um, and if you're going over... How do you know if they do? Because it, it'll say on there. Okay. It, it'll say that it's got a primer on it. Okay. Um, if you're going similar colors, okay. then then I would go ahead and use just a, a paint that's got primer already in it. Um, but if you're, you know, really switching colors up, if you're going from like, you've got these yellow walls in here, if you were going to put green, like dark green or something, you know, that yellow is going to just shine right through. Sure. Sure. Um, so yeah, using the, you could get away with possibly one coat if your colors are similar, um, to repaint, but I would use primer if you've got the drywall or you've got really dirty walls or smoky or they're stinky or... You're trying to seal is, something. Is that the same for interior and exterior? Or exterior is just a whole other ball of wax that they have different stuff in their paint. No, they have. Well, it's more. It's more durable. Yeah, yeah, much more durable. But do you need to do a? Do you do a primer layer yeah. on an exterior mm-hmm. paint? Yes, because a lot of times when you're doing the paint, then you have exposed wood. Right. So you're going to want to have a primer that's going to soak into that exposed wood. Do you need a primer when you're painting metal? There's, or is there a metal primer? There is. There okay. is a metal primer, especially if you're going to paint with a latex paint. I was doing a, had to install a steel beam in this living room. This is an interesting story. <laughs> but for the beam that I was installing, we can talk about the story some other time. But <laughs> So it was a four-inch square steel beam, mm-hmm. and she wanted it painted the same color as her ceiling. So I had to... I had to prime it with an oil-based primer so that it wouldn't rust because if mm. you put latex paint on it, the water in the latex paint will make the metal ah. rust and it bleeds through the paint. And then you go and you look and it's like, why does this have orange spots all the way through it? Right. Because it wasn't primed and sealed. And that's just a real bummer to see that. It's like, Well, and you oh. wouldn't even think about your paint having liquid in it, but of course it does. It does. Or water in right. it. Right. And that that would corrode. Water-based. Yeah. Yeah. Would corrode your yeah. whatever you're just, doing metal. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're painting aluminum. Yeah. Galvanized. I'm sorry. Galvanized. Because I did some uh, gutters. Yes. Again right. years ago. Right. And right. she wanted, she had these, the the old fashioned round gutters and yeah. I was able to find them somewhere, but she wanted them painted white and these were all just the galvanized metal. Mm. And you have to do something called pickling, which is to... What I did was they all had to be wiped down with uh, vinegar, mm. and it was probably just some some acidic 
solution of to some like sort. create some pores for it to stick I, you to know it? i don't remember i knew i knew at the time why i was doing it. i knew right. the chemistry <laughs> behind it but right now i don't remember but 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 when you're gonna do galvanized then yeah you have to do the you have to do this pickling kind of thing or make sure that the paint that you're using specifies galvanized metal so no matter what your surface is think about the surface that you're gonna put paint on mm-hmm. and what it may or may not need Mm-hmm. In order to to avoid all those pitfalls, right? Read the label; it'll tell you on the label what it'll cover, yeah, and what it won't cover. And I wouldn't necessarily count on the guys at the big box stores because I don't know if they know, right? You know, we right. are going to have a painter on the show. Oh, coming yeah. up, mm, coming up, yeah, she's going to come in and talk to us about painting cabinet doors and how to uh-uh. how it's a DIY thing if you don't want to replace all your cabinets. So, Fantastic. So if you have tickler. Yeah, if you have any questions about painting, even beyond cabinets, yeah. we'll actually get it from the authority. So send oh, your message. Send your message into Let's Talk Home Repair at gmail.com. Exactly that. <laughs> no apostrophe. Alicia rolled her eyes when I asked her that. Uh, that's sorry. Apparently you can't use apostrophes in You can't. Okay. You can't. So let's talk home repair at gmail.com. And if you have the old ask Amy, that will come to us too. It but. will. Now it's time for an ad. Let's Talk Home Repair is sponsored by Matriarchy Build, who provide tele-DIY services connecting homeowners to vetted pros for one-on-one video consultations. Visit matriarchybuild.com to get guidance on projects as small as a leaky faucet or as big as a home remodel. You can even book a session with Amy themselves. Visit www.matriarchybuild.com. Tele-DIY. Like telehealth? Yeah. Cool. I know. And that was an ad. Second thing we want to talk about is we're halfway through winter here in the Pacific Northwest. God, I hope so. We better be, well, Uh, here in the Pacific Northwest, we better be more than halfway through. Yeah, like 95% through. Right. Next week, sunny and warm. (laughs) But we're partially through winter and some other regions of the country are not quite halfway through. Um, what should we be thinking about for our homes in the middle of winter? Wait, I got to ask you, did you hear Mount Washington was minus 108 degrees wind chill factor? Coldest temperature recorded in the United States. Mount Washington, was that in New York? Vermont. No. Vermont or something like that? Yeah. I don't even know how that's possible. That is, I, ugh, that's cold. That's cold. That's ridiculously cold. Yeah. Anyway, I just, yeah. Yeah, I that did hear something like, it was going to be some insane minus thing that I'm not even sure. Yeah. I'm like, is that Calvin? <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. It's somebody trans. <laughs> right. So what should we do? Okay, so we are in the middle of winter, um, hoping and hoping and hoping for spring to arrive. But, well, okay, come on, people. It is only, <laughs> right, so... We're dating our. We are dating. We we're our dating podcast. our podcast. Sorry about that. But here but, we are in the early February. Right, and your furnace has been running probably since October, November, something like that. And it's time to change your furnace filter. If you haven't done it in the past month or so, um, I always recommend at least once every three months. And we've talked about this in past where you figure out how long you can go 
between changing your furnace filters, depending upon how many people are there, if you have carpet, if you have pets, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but if you haven't changed it at all this winter, I recommend that you change your furnace filter. And I would suggest to look at the manufacturer of your furnace because there are new high efficiency furnaces that do not require this kind of changing the, the furnace uh, filters that often. Ours only gets changed once a year. Wow. Okay. And they do it. And because we even don't use it that much, mm -hmm. um, he checked it the last time uh, and it didn't need changing. I bet a lot of that has to do with you've got hardwood floors throughout your house. Mm. Yeah. And that has a lot to do with it. Carpet, you get a lot of dust with carpet. I would have thought it the other way, mm -mm. that the dust is free, so it'd be flowing up to in your air. Oh, I know how you clean. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. It's rather clean. I, right, <laughs> exactly. You're, you <laughs> right. don't have dust bunnies all over the place. But right, right, so, right. yeah, you, you get less dust with the, you know, because carpet just holds down to that stuff. Really, carpet is kind of. Gross. It, it is kind of. It's like putting a towel and then just leaving floor it down. and just leaving it down. There. Right. Oh, that's it's fine. fine. 15 years, right. whatever. It's good. <laughs> fine. Yeah, no problem. A nice big old beach towel. Yeah. See what that does after <laughs> a week or two of you walking on it. Right, right. <laughs> okay, we digress. No, no, no. But so, so, I mean, I think checking the manufacturer just in case and what they suggest, but if it's those regular kind of cardboardy, boxy Pleated stuff, it's probably every three months. Yep. And like you say, look at what it looks like. Right. If it's gray. If it's concave, then you definitely need to change it because that means that that it's, oh, it's weight pulling. Down. No, it's pulling really. Your your furnace is pulling really hard oh, through that filter. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Oh, I didn't even think about the shape. Yes, yeah, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, misshapen it all. It's like ah. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Another thing that you can do to save now this goes for both winter and summer is is adjusting your your thermostat. Now they're saying that you can. Save as much as 10% by adjusting your thermostat 7 to 10 degrees for eight hours. So that means you get a programmable thermostat. Yeah. You know, kick it down to, to 63. Did it, did it even have to be that much? I thought it was even a lesson. But you're saying, so how much? So you said 7 degrees, and what savings do you get? Yeah, 7 to 10 degrees for eight hours, and you get 10%. And that's an easy thing to do when you sleep. Right. Programmable and it just kicks. I like it when it's cooler. We, yeah, we do too. Yeah. Like if it's too hot, I actually don't yeah. uh, sleep that well. Mm -hmm. And then the same the same in the summer, if you've got AC, bring the temperature up. Just I mean, you don't have to have it at 72. I mean, that's cold. That's pretty cold. That is, that's chilly, but yeah. you know. Depending you on the humidity up, in your life. Right, but, yeah. right. Knock it up to 78 or so, something like that. There's definitely going to be a difference coming yeah. in from 90 degrees to 78, but you'll have savings there as well. Cool. Yeah, and the programming makes that so so easy. Oh, yeah. Easy to just in, to experiment with mm -hmm. and to see. Mm -hmm. Do you have a programmable, programmable thermostat at home? I do. How do you like it? Which one do you have? Um, I don't have a very fancy one. Oh, okay. But you can do sleep away home. Yeah. And you can separate it by every day. And then can you do weekend? So the weekend's different? Yep. Nice. Yep. Yeah. And so that's, you know, how much it's, more do you need? Well, yeah, exactly. And I mean, but I had, when I was, I've, I have had some that you can, like, it's not a, it's not on a smart system, you know, like it's not remote. Oh, okay. You're not, yeah. you're not adjusting it by your phone. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which I always get a kick out of, but yeah. And, and it's probably best that I can't 
Because then you just because let it you go. would. Because I would. <laughs> of course I would. Right. Yes. Of course I would. <laughs> Anything else we should do halfway through winter? No, those are just the two things that I was going to cover. Yeah. Just those just those couple of things. Sounds um, good. Yeah. Oh, I did see they just passed building, I don't think it's code, but regulation that Washington State, beginning in June, I think, of 2023, all new construction is required to have a heat pump. No more gas to new construction. Yep. Statewide. Pregnant pause there. Yeah. Apparently. Well, I'm surprised it hasn't come across my desk. That that, but I mean that that has. Yeah, I just that just passed. read that today. Yep, just passed. And they've been doing it in For commercial Washington state. Yes, and they've been doing that in commercial work since I think April of last year. Wow, it's all been heat pump stuff as opposed to yeah. That's weird. crazy exciting. Yeah, I think so because I mean that's if you care about greening of our energy. Mm-hmm. It's it's buildings that you know we're we're on our way with vehicles, but the big big low hanging fruit are buildings. Mm-hmm. And so, from what I understand, getting out of gas is just going to be huge for homes. Yeah, I know that there's more and more people when we go in to do a remodel, they want to talk about um, heat pump, mini splits, yeah, get rid of the gas kind of thing because um, you know summers are getting hotter here, so they're using the air conditioning more. Sure. Um, and then they're like, yeah, we want to get rid of all the gas. Yeah. It just so, it leaks like a sieve outside of your meter. Yeah. It like, yeah, always smells like gas. Yeah. And which it's is weird. there's a huge amount of loss on that. Uh yeah, just the green new buildings is just fascinating. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting. I'm surprised that hadn't come across my desk. So that's cool to know. Oh, I read cool, the, cool, yeah, cool. I read it in So residential uh, new construction. Mm-hmm. Dadus and everything. Um, I would, but I don't think you would put a heat pump necessarily in a dadu. I think it'd you be like heat anyway. Uh, yeah, I think you'd go with a, a small, simple, you know, baseboard, baseboard. heater, yeah. radiant heater, or something, and then a window unit for AC. Or I mean, you can do it. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know people are being fancy with they the are being fancy. Wow, <laughs> loving it, so loving it. Exactly. We mentioned earlier. Your favorite tool crate. What'd I was actually I was actually gonna bring it in, but it's in my truck, and I don't have my truck <laughs> with me today. I was gonna hear hear Alicia open this up. It's so fun. I posted a uh, video on the, my Amy Works page of me opening the tool crate on YouTube. Uh, no, it's on. It's just a video on my just Facebook. On your, Facebook. Oh, Amy on your Work, Facebook. Face, okay. Yeah, Amy Works Seattle. Cool. Yeah, and it's like I do a little dance, tool crate. So if you want to check that out, <laughs> make sure you go to the Amy Works Seattle yep. Facebook. Facebook page. So what was in there? So there was um, a couple of cool light things. One was a neck uh, neck flashlight kind of thing that goes around your neck. I and love at, those. And at the end, the two lights pivot. It's got like a little gooseneck. Yeah, kind of. It's like they they pivot and then it's charged with a USB charger. Yep. And it's like, oh, this is great. I'm thinking about when I'm out on Vashon, right? Walking in yes. the woods and I'm carrying stuff. I don't have to worry about a flashlight. It's right there. I yeah. got to tell you, I, I got myself a new headlamp for no particular reason, but I saw it and I'm like, yes. I mean, the designs of the LEDs have just opened up. Oh, right. You know, the possibilities mm-hmm. and what people are coming. But I have a, a headlamp that wraps around, you know, almost your crown. So rather than just having that one bulb, mm-hmm. but it just runs. So it really helps your peripheral. Oh, wow. In a nice way, you know, near way. 
And I have to distract us one more moment. So we got a new dog, right? And I was uh, I was gone. So Miss Sujan was doing the dog park visits. Mm-hmm. Well, her days start early. So she would have like to go to- Like at 5 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> so early. she needed to start even earlier. Oh, my word. You know, because I usually would wait. Again, we're in winter, so I would wait for the sun to take- uh, Blew out there's, to the there's dog no, park. There's no sun it, you, when the skies lighten, but it's not sunshine. Oh, no, no. Let's be clear You're here. right. When brightness happens. Yes, yes. <laughs> when some brightness happens. So she went down there, and she found this whole community, like, and this is unofficial, so no one's saying this, because the park is closed when it's dark. Oh. But Nobody found, knows what dog park you're talking about. That's right. I do. You don't but, know. But right. nobody else does. She found this whole community. Of people who need to talk th- take their dogs to the dog park early. And they had the coolest lights oh, really? on their dogs. Yeah, it's like a halter of a tube light. that They wear it like a halter. It comes in all different colors. It can change colors. It can blink. It can nut. So she's telling me about this. And I'm like, that is so cool. I said, you know, I'm sure we don't need it. She goes, oh, two are coming. <laughs> Two? Why do you need two? Because it's Sujan and she needs two of everything. Okay. <laughs> but it is pretty cool. But it, it was funny that there was this whole world that exists while it's still dark. And the dog walkers. Before. Wow. That's funny. Yeah. Do you, you hop the fence then or what? No, is no, it no, locked? It's, it's not locked. It's not locked. Just oh, like okay. parks aren't locked. You're okay. just not supposed to be there. Oh, okay. Okay. But, and, uh, you know, dog people are the most... The coolest people in the world. So oh, of course. You can, if you're going to trust anybody in a park, it's going to be dog, dog people. people. Right. Anyway, so your light in your tool crate. So my light, <laughs> yes, there was that. Anyway, so LEDs are just fun as heck. Right, right. Um, Did you actually, have you used it yet? Because the thing about the neck thing is, will it drift on you? Like, will it hang? You know, so if you turn your body. Mm, I, I'd be interested to see what you think. I don't know. I'll have to. Need I'll a full have report to, on it. Right. Come back to that. Milwaukee wire strippers. And these are like heavy duty, seven in one kind of, they're just so nice. And are they traditional or do they have the the teeth that grab it and then also pulls the plastic off for you? Well, they've got the the little holes that are the different gauge wires yeah. that you, you you use and then pull it off. But that you way. pull it off. There are these new ones that you set it in there, and because of the way it works, it has a you know it will stop. So you set the length that you want, and then you go. It's it's a uh, you know it's almost like a pliers, uh-huh. and when you press it, it crimps it, and when you release it, it actually grabs where the crimp is. And takes and strips it for you. So you're not doing that next step of having to pull the strip off. Oh, wow. I wonder how that works with stranded wire. Because that's what I find that sometimes it's hard when you're stripping stranded wire with wire strippers, then you're stripping some of those strands away as well. It was not bad. Um, was, this is my dad's hot thing. I was just home. And he's like, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing in the world. And, of course, when he tried to show me, it didn't work. But <laughs> it doesn't like real heavy gauge. It, it was pretty cool. Yeah. And I think it would be a big, you know, he had one from Harbor Freight. Oh, okay. And your Milwaukee one. Is pretty, but, oh, and then he found out that there was one made by Vice Grips. Oh, yeah, there you but go. But he wouldn't treat himself to Vice Grips, so he went and he bought some other name. So I need to buy myself, my dad, a Vice Grips 
wire strippers. I can give you those Milwaukee ones and you can send them to him. Yeah. I don't need another pair of <laughs> wire strippers. There but is a difference though. Quality is- also, Well, yeah, just the leverage to, to cut some of this stuff, right? Yes. If we're doing, uh, you know, 12 gauge wires, the stuff that's in your kitchen and it's the beefy stuff, or mm. you're do- even doing 10 gauge, which is your 240 volt stuff. It's like, Oh, yes. cutting it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And what I really like about these, and, and this is what I look for when I buy a pair of wear eye strippers, is to be have the ability to, to cut off screws, like number six and number eight screws, right? So there's a Isn't hole there. Isn't that kind there. of abuse? No, no, no. It's meant no, to no, do no. that? It is, it is meant to do that. It's got a little It's got a little label on there that says number eight and number six, So and it's got threads. So you can thread that screw in, like an outlet screw that's too long. You can screw that in there. I had no idea. And and cut it. So then and then you back it out. Well, you know your threads are still good. Wow. So you haven't messed up your thread. Your right. You're not. Thread. Yeah. You're not using it. You're not using the cutting part of the strippers to cut that. Is that on typical? Some well, the higher priced ones. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cheap ones, not so much, but. Um, but that's one of the things I love is especially when you're doing like cabinet install and your screws yeah. are too long. They're typically yeah. an eight. Yeah. I did not know that. That's pretty ah. cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another flashlight in there. It was a little pen light. Yeah, like I am a six sucker inch, for pen Six inches. It's got the little pocket clip on it. Nice. All on one side, it's about four inches long, strip of LED lights. And then it's even got a magnet on the very end of it, so it'll stand up, which is really cool. What a dumb little good thing. I know. I know. And then it takes, I think it was two AA batteries. Yeah. Oh, that's Stick in your pocket and it's so bright. Lights I'm crazy about. Yeah, Yeah. I love them too. Love them too. And the last thing was a little ratchet handle. It had 13 different, like, screwdriver bits. It had Torx bits. It had Phillips bits. It had square bits that were all in the handle Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. came out, and it kind of swiveled a little bit so you could get them out, but it held them. Cool. Yes. And then it had the, the ratchet head on it that swiveled as well. That's and nice. it had this nice grip on it as well. Nice. So it was, I, I really like that. That was pretty cool. Yeah. You so. see that a lot, but getting a quality one is, I think, really important. Right. Or you might as well just not have. Right. Might as well not have it. Right. The, Especially the, the ratcheting. Ones, yeah, the ones that are on the counter as you're checking out at Ace Hardware. It's like, no, don't buy <laughs> no, those. No, 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 no. No, because no, you're going to, yeah, you're going to buy it. Yeah, you're going to use it once or twice and then, or drop it and it's going to fall apart. But. Yeah, so even if you're building... A small toolkit for your home or for your apartment. You don't need every single thing, but the things that you do have, make sure they're quality because you're only going to use them every once in a while, but you're really going to need them. Yeah, you want them to make them work. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a good tool crate. It was fun. We won't hear from you again for another quarter on that one. (laughs) (laughs) So the lesson we want to talk about today is matriarchy build. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't you explain quickly what it is and that you had... So, actually, I'll explain it. Okay. Because I finally know what it is. Okay. It's it's an online resource that pairs homeowners and DIYers, actually every level, mm-hmm. to get some online help from professionals. Right. Professional builders, 
plumbers, and, electricians, everything, uh, trades, and women. Right. I don't know if they have any guys on the website, but I I know that that's, I mean, matriarchy bill, right, is is that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really, if you have a project started and you're like, oh, it looks like I did something wrong, Mm -hmm. or you come at a stopping point, you can use this service and talk to somebody who knows what they're doing, Mm -hmm. show them pictures, show them video, and and you are uh, a vendor on this. So how did it work? You participate on this, it was, right? I'm, I'm, I'm. Or what do they call it? Consultant. Oh, I'm, I'm considered a consultant. So, so you can go into. Um, there's a calendar, and there's certain times of the week that I have blocked out to do consultations with people, and they schedule on the calendar, and I get this notice that you know Grace I mean, wants to talk about their garbage disposal, right? And they're having issues with it, and 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 it can be something. as big as a renovation, right? Absolutely, like be, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can do a half hour consultation, which I think costs maybe fifty bucks. Okay. Well, we actually set our own prices. They kind of guided us too. It's like don't make it so cheap that. Yeah, you know, um, you're undercutting everybody. Yeah, so but, you know, yeah. fifty to hundred dollars, you know, up to an hour. You can do multiple whatever you want to do. So I did. I've done a couple, mm-hmm. and and one was actually a woman who wanted to change out or put in a garbage disposal. Oh, put in a garbage disposal, and from a, a sink that didn't have it. That didn't have one, mm-hmm. right? And somebody had told her that she needed to cut this ten inch hole. Underneath, I was just dumbfounded by it. She said it was a plumber that told her that hmm. she needed to cut cut this ten inch hole hmm. in her um, cabinetry. Underneath, underneath the sink, there was a. It was kind of a weird. It was like they had this bottom underneath the sink. Okay, and then the sink drain came through that bottom. Right, and I don't know if it was just the plumber didn't want to. Didn't want to do it, do it, or yeah. what? Because it was going to be and looked at it and said, "You just a can't do tricky. it." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we got on the phone and I said, "Okay, let's take take a look at it." So mm-hmm. she went over to her kitchen cabinet and she stuck her phone up underneath there, and I looked at it and I'm like, "I don't know what he was talking about, but that looks kind of you doable. can access enough of right. what you needed to access." Yeah, exactly. Um, and so then I went through with her. The all the steps to change that garbage disposal, like putting in the the plumber's putty around the sink basket mm. that you install, and mm-hmm. uh, making sure that you um, knock out that the knockout where your dishwasher hooks into your garbage disposal, right? right? Uh, just those little things that are because you don't just connect that a block. It's blocked. It is blocked for like situations right. when you don't have when you a don't drain. have a dishwasher that's good, or the dishwasher gets hooked up somewhere. The drain gets hooked up somewhere else and doesn't right. go through the garbage disposal. Okay. So I went through all these little things it's like, oh, you might have a problem here, or this is what I've had issues with in the past, and this is how I've done it. And and so we went through all of the steps because she wanted to do it. Yeah, and, yeah. And I'm like, and it's you not can, rocket science. I mean, it is not. It's not rocket. It's science. awkward when they're it heavy. is right. And yeah. I was telling her, you know, it's like okay, there are basin sink basin wrenches that you can that are big yeah right that that fit onto that um sink basin ring up underneath the sink to get on there otherwise you have to have a big pair of pliers and mm-hmm. often people don't have that big pair of pliers yeah and what else do I, uh the tricky part is holding it up while you're trying to get that ring on the garbage disposal to right to get it right. together so right. anyway it was really cool 
It was really cool. She felt really empowered when she was done. I haven't heard back from her, so I'm assuming she got it together. It would love. Um, it, would, it would be great for some kind of follow up. Yeah. to see how she did. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a great thing. Yeah, if you're going through a renovation, there's there's GCs like me. There's other GCs. There's plumbers. There's electricians. There's drywallers. There's, I mean, just a whole slew of women in the trades that are available to talk to you about issues. That's very cool. And is the roster growing? Oh yeah, people who are yeah. Because yeah. I think the first time we talked about it, this might be over a year ago. Yeah, I think it was. You know, a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, they were building that roster. Right. They just got started. I don't even think the website was live when we started talking to them. <gasps> or adjust or something right. like that. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they're doing they're doing good. They're getting ready to do enough, another fundraising thing, revamping their website and all kinds Super. of stuff. So, yeah, so check them out. Matriarchybuild.com. Yep. So go and try it out. It's kind of low- Though, I mean, you're just really buying for the time. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's not some scary subscription thing. No. You're uh-uh. really just buying no, no. the time for yeah. the help that you need. Yeah. And you don't have to go to the store. You don't have to track somebody down in the store to give you the answers. That they don't. may or may not really have. Right. Yeah. yeah. So exciting. So yeah. um, if you have any questions about uh, that you'd like us to talk about, or if you know of any interesting services like that, kind of, what are we calling it? Tele-DIY? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or something like Tele-health, that. Tele-health, Tele-DIY. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, drop us a line at let's talk home repair at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, get your questions. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Alicia. Makes me this podcast is sponsored by Amy Works, a residential remodeling contractor in Seattle. We want to help you realize the dream of your next kitchen, bath, or basement remodel. Check out some of our work on our website, amyworks.com. Give us a call at 206-478-2019 or send us an email at help at amyworks.com.